beautiful. Welcome, Jonathan. Welcome to the club. It's, it's a pleasure. You know, it's. Uh, I just want to say that um, the you know, that all the prep work and everything, and you know, the outreach and and the the questions that uh, we got from the community in, in preparations for this uh, uh, this spaces was just so impressive. So I'm super excited for um, you know for this conversation, and it was just you know it's just a, a pleasure to work with uh, somebody like yourself. Thanks, man. I take that as a compliment. And uh, the rest of the Cosmos Club team is not just uh, myself. I'm the usual host, but there's a lot of people working in the background. So uh, I'll make sure to pass it on to them. <laughs> uh, very nice. Um, yeah, so happy to jump into it. Um, I'd love to, to introduce the, the protocol, um, exactly. some of the history. Uh, so we are uh, building the easiest thing to, to think of it is uh, as a, a GMX um, on uh, Cosmos. So we have a, you know, long history. The, the project has been going on for over two years. Um, there's plenty, if you want to learn some more of the history and all the different, uh, you know, pivots and, um, uh, you know, iterations, uh, I would suggest going back through some of our previous spaces, because what I'm really excited to, to focus on today um, is the upcoming uh, launch that we have for our uh, GMX style perps uh, with our partner, which is Osmosis. Uh, Osmosis is the largest uh, AMM and, and liquidity pool within Cosmos. And so we're super excited to be uh, e expanding the spot trading that Osmosis has to support uh, perpetuals. And then, uh, you know, happy to kind of get into a little bit about what our launch looks like, how you can, how you, the listener, can be a part of it, um, what type of uh, reward programs uh, that we'll be having in terms of farming and, and airdrops, and also to answer some of those amazing questions which uh, we got in anticipation of the, uh, of, of the, the call. Definitely, man. I mean, let's just dive right in um, and talk about perps because I think, as you say, this is the big announcement here. And um, but before we dive straight into that and uh, how perps will work on uh, on Osmosis and the upcoming launch, I think just for your background, also the community that we have here is obviously very interested in Cosmos. They are typically quite deep into the Cosmos ecosystem, so meaning most of uh, the community have tried Osmosis. They tried maybe an Autobook Dex also on Kujira, for example. So they 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 tried doing trades basically in a decentralized manner. But very few, I think, uh, or fewer, have tried perpetuals or trading perpetuals. So perhaps you can just speak to what perpetuals are and how it differs from just normal swapping trading on, for example, Osmosis. Sure, uh, that's great. So I'll talk about. Uh... Perps uh, in in general, how they you know there's been a number of different uh, perps. Perps is actually a very interesting product because it's the first trading methodology that's native to crypto. Before crypto, perps didn't exist it, within traditional finance. The most similar product is called futures, uh, which are um, contracts um, for settlement, um, either in cash settlement or um, in uh, uh, you know, notional asset settlement, meaning that you actually close on the product that you're trading, uh, that uh, that in futures, there usually is uh, a, a future point in time where you uh, where the, the contract closes with perpetuals, as the name implies, the contract stays open for as long as 
you keep paying the fee. There's a fee associated with um, with taking on this position, and it usually is associated with leverage. And so you um, you know the easiest way to to think about this is that imagine that you had one Bitcoin, but you were um, you had very strong conviction that the price of Bitcoin was going to go up. And so you wanted to borrow another nine Bitcoin at today's prices. And then if the, you know, if, uh, um, if the price of Bitcoin went in your favor, like in this case, it went up. So then you would, you could keep that position where you had borrowed those nine Bitcoin uh, for as long as you want. You would pay uh, a, a borrow fee and that, that fee could be denominated uh, on a per block basis, on an hour basis, uh, you know, on a daily basis, weekly, et cetera. And then if at any point you decided you didn't want to pay that fee anymore, you could close your position. And if, you know, let's say Bitcoin in, in the case that I gave where um, you had one Bitcoin and you borrowed another nine, so that would represent 10x leverage. So if Bitcoin went up 1%, so then you would have uh, made roughly, you know, not including the fees, a 10% profit. If Bitcoin went up 10%, uh, so then you would have made 100% profit, uh, et cetera. And then what uh, Perps does is it it makes uh, a lot of this what's happening under the hood, um, uh, you know, extrapolated away from the end user. So they really have a very simple user interface. Uh, you come to the platform, like for example, uh, we're going to be focusing our first uh, market is going to be the Atom market. So you'll come to the platform, you will uh, deposit your collateral, which will be in Atom token. You will slide a slider or, or type in a, a, a number of the exact amount of leverage that you want. Uh, which impacts the amount of assets that you're borrowing from a liquidity pool, and then that will uh, that will uh, uh, determine what your your fee structure is, um, and you'll be paying that fee on an ongoing basis. Uh, and then you can close the position in profits uh, at any point that you want. And if the market moves against you, uh, you have the option of setting a stop loss. Um, to prevent you from being liquidated, uh, or if you didn't set a stop loss, so then as either fees or um, the the market moving in an opposite direction, um, uh, you know, uh, negatively impacted your position. At some point, uh, your position would be closed, uh, and then uh, those uh, extra atom or Bitcoin, whatever it was market that you participated in, um, that you were borrowing, uh, would be returned uh, plus fees uh, to the the pool that you were borrowing against. Now, you had mentioned um, that many of the traders uh, on this, uh, uh, the, listening to this spaces, have experience uh, with order books. And perps can uh, work in the form of order books, um, where it's actually purely peer-to-peer. Uh, mm. Where you might uh, make an offer um, as a as a maker, and then your position isn't actualized um, until there's a taker on the other side. Uh, whereas uh, the way that uh, that Lavana Perps works, uh, which is you know a very popular way in for uh, if we've used Uniswap and Osmosis, is um, where it's peer to pool, where you can always open a position and will automatically be opened against a liquidity pool that will act as your counterparty. So you never have to wait for somebody else to actually come and take the other side of the trade. So it's a much smoother user experience. 
And then one of the things that um, Levana Perps has, which I think is a strong differentiator, is limit orders. So just like on an order book, how you could come and you could be a maker and you could say, you know, if the market hits this certain position, then um, then, you know, open my position for a counterparty to uh, come and take it. So, too, uh, we have that same functionality, which is entirely on chain, where you can open up a new position, um, which could be a 10 or 20 or 30 uh, X uh, leverage position, either long or short, um, long, meaning that you are. Um, you're speculating that the price of the asset will go up short, meaning that you're speculating that the price of the asset will go down. Um, but you can define the exact price that you want that position to, uh, to, to uh, open up. And then you conversely can put either a take profit, which would be after I've made a certain amount of profit, automatically close my position so I can lock in those gains or a, uh, a, a stop loss where you could say, uh, if the market moves against me this certain amount, then close my position so I minimize my loss. So these are some of the advanced features that uh, we've added to the, the perp space to really give it a robust trading experience while maintaining a super simple and sleek uh, user interface, which can be accessed through a web browser uh, or through a mobile device. Beautiful. Advanced trading is indeed coming to Cosmos with Levana, it sounds like. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, and uh, we actually had you on uh, some time ago, months ago. And uh, I remember back then uh, you were talking about perps um, and perpetual trading. And I was just like, ah, oh, there's just so many DEXs out there. Like GMX was starting to gain traction, but didn't explode uh, as it has uh, since then. So perhaps you can just give a bit of a, a reference to GMX. I think you guys also mentioned like uh, you're bringing GMX to to Cosmos, kind of the, a catchphrase or a reference point at least. Uh, so question one, is uh, GMX a big inspiration for you guys? And question two, how do you sort of morph uh, what you've done in Levana Protocol together with Osmosis? Talk to us about that partnership. Uh, sure, Ab absolutely. Those are great questions. So... Uh, we have a number, uh, GMX definitely is an inspiration. You know, we looked after the Terra crash, we had built um, a different model, perpetual swap for Terra, uh, you know, starting about a year and a half ago. Um, and we had uh, completed the audits and we were on testnet and we had, um, you know, dozen, dozens of hedge funds that were plugged into it and were doing paper trading. Uh, we were actually scheduled to launch last year, June 9th. And about a month before launch, the terror crash happened. Um, so unfortunately, we weren't able to launch that product onto mainnet. And uh, subsequently, we went through a lot of backtesting on the mo the previous model, uh, which if you're interested, was uh, called a virtual AMM or a constant product perpetual model, um, which was originally created by a company called FutureSwap um, and then later popularized by Perpetual Finance and MCDEX um, and more in more recent memory, Mango Market. And um, we saw that those products, um, when there's extreme market conditions like the Terra crash or the Luna crash, um, become insolvent. And insolvency is when a, um, uh, an exchange cannot pay out the debt that it has to the users of the protocol. And yeah. so we- Bad we debt, looked, basically, right? Yeah, exactly. The creation of bad debt. And mm. there's a very simple- um, 
uh, narrative to explain how easy it is within crypto to create bad debt when there's leverage. Uh, and and it doesn't even need smart contracts. You know, we saw with uh, the, you know, some of the, the circular um, bookkeeping between Alameda and FTX, there was creation of bad debt um, with, uh, uh, you know, things like uh, Voyager and Galaxy and, um, you know, Three Arrow Capital. Uh, there was significant creation of bad debt. And that's um, essentially when um, you, uh, when, uh, you know, think about it like this. Um, imagine that, uh, an exchange um, allows for somebody to put in the cash equivalent of one Bitcoin and then to borrow the equivalent of 10 more Bitcoin. So let's say that Bitcoin is trading at, we'll use easy numbers. Let's say it's, it's trading at um, $20,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I put $20,000 in and I take on a 10x uh, leverage position and I might be charged um, a fee on a you know per box basis or a per day basis to keep that position open. So now um, I have essentially the exposure of ten Bitcoin. Now imagine that Bitcoin goes on a run, um, you know, like it does, it can do in bull markets, and the price of Bitcoin shoots from twenty thousand to a hundred thousand. You know, please God, we should we should see that uh, speedily in our days. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and now. So uh, now with that that exposure to 10 Bitcoin, um, I uh, should be able to cash out, you know, a hundred thousand times 10, which is a million dollars. So where does that million dollars come from? So it needs to come from people that got liquidated on the short position. The, uh, and if it doesn't come from people that are liquidated on the short position, then it needs to come from some type of risk pool or security pool or, or insurance pool. Um now the the problem is is that where do the funds come uh you know for the the insurance pool well they usually come from rewarding uh users that deposit into the insurance pool um through some type of uh token rewards or fee sharing now again let's go through this thought experiment if the market is very bullish and you know bitcoin just keeps uh you know knocking out you know 10 20k 30k 40k 50k nobody in their right mind is taking on short positions because the market has become uh overly uh euphoric you know people are putting laser eyes on their um their profile picture you know everybody's uh uncle is calling them asking them you know how to buy how to make a coinbase account so you end up with these lopsided markets where 90% of the market wants to go long, but then there's nobody there to actually pick up the check. Yeah. And the insurance pool can't cover it because the all of the data is on chain. It's completely transparent. There, there isn't a, a, you know, a, a Ponzi tokenomic uh, methodology you know, of just continuous token rewards that's going to be sound enough that will allow for, um, uh, that for uh, LPs uh, to responsibly keep their capital within a in, an insurance pool, um, you know, during those tears. So you end up in this uh, incredibly long and homogenous market um, with a lot of people that think that they made a lot of money through trading leverage on paper, but there's nobody to settle that bill at the end of the day. And now we can do the bear scenario, which is not as much fun to talk about because um, we've, you know, we're still all suffering from post-trauma from this last year. But the same exact thing happens in the bear case. The, the market becomes predominantly bear. Everybody's taking on a bear situation. Nobody wants to be the, um, the insurance pool. And so those are, that's kind of like the old school model of perps. Um, now, what 
how GMX kind of flipped that on its head is they said, what if you actually were just depositing Bitcoin and borrowing Bitcoin? So then it really doesn't matter if Bitcoin runs to 100K because you are still you actually have that Bitcoin that you borrowed. So the, the, the system doesn't allow for positions to be open, which which then create insolvency. So we took that base model that that uh, GMX kind of brought to market, or was the first that we had seen it that it came to that as it came to market, and we added um, uh, some additional features like uh, dynamic funding rates, so that uh, there's cash and carry bots or, or market neutral bots um, or arbitrage uh, enthusiasts that um, that will help encourage balanced markets. Um, we also segmented liquidity between markets. So blow up risk from one market can't negatively impact another market um, and a few other bells and whistles, uh, which we feel like what we've really built is like, you know, a GMX 2.0 or GMX 3.0, you know, based, you know, it's it's kind of like it's much easier. Um, what do they say? It's like the early bird gets the worm, um, but the second mouse gets the cheese. So <laughs> we've we've come here to, to the market to really try and learn um, uh, from, from the best and, and to build on top of the shoulders of giants. Definitely. And I think bringing something like GMX to Cosmos with the, uh, I mean, now we got replicated security, IPC is just growing from here, more, more, more zones are coming on. I mean, this could be huge, uh, both now, but also in the next bowl. Uh, so, so well done. <laughs> already but talk to us about the partnership with osmosis because i think a lot of people are curious about that how how that works together um well yeah so it's a we met the osmosis team actually about a year and a half ago for the first time and just was very impressed with you know the style the brand the success uh, the long-term vision the dedication to to the cosmos ecosystem and so there always was a lot of uh synergy and um you know and 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 strong uh, kinship and what we um, what we realized is that um, the that really to be able to create success in this uh, in this market it requires um, an overwhelming amount of focus, uh, which means that the idea of uh, creating um, uh, of creating the uh, our own app chain um, and uh, you know and and building our own validator set and incentivizing mm-hmm. our own validators and paying for our own security and then incentivizing for liquidity to come over. These are all um, unnecessary overheads. Now, if mm-hmm. you look at the success of the Osmosis chain, I mean, we're talking about 160,000 unique uh, monthly active wallets in February. We're talking about um, you know 180 million dollars of uh, of uh, assets locked um, within uh, their hub. Uh, currently, you know, we're talking about over twenty billion dollars of, of total trading volume since they launched roughly two years ago. I mean, this is a behemoth. And so, being able to partner with them and then being able to extend the functionality of the Osmosis Dex so that it can support leverage trading uh, is such a win-win-win. It's a win for Osmosis because. Uh, now there's a, a rich budding DeFi ecosystem that's growing, um, you know, on, uh, on, you know, in their uh, in their neighborhood. Um, it's a win for Lavana because we get to inherit uh, their liquidity and the, their user base. And then it's a win for the users because they have a superior user experience where they are uh, where the users um, don't need to 
you know, to, to deal with a, a lot of the headaches of, um, of moving liquidity from one chain to another, um, some mm-hmm. of the complexities uh, that are associated, uh, you know, with uh, the lack of interchain accounts like we, we have in the cosmos today. Uh, yeah. And it's a win because the, because of the fact that um, the, uh, the execution layer uh, for uh, osmosis decks and Lavana and Mars and some of the other applications that are, are all happening within the the same blockchain itself means that we can actually have per block um, settlement of interoperable uh, um, functionality. And what that means is that we can create complex vaults. So we can do things like hedging to your staking positions um, or, or hedging to your LP positions to, you know, build things that use, uh, you know, complex uh, shorting techniques to be able to um, remove impermanent loss from uh, staking within uh, os- uh, osmosis pools. Um, we can have interoperability between uh, lending protocols like Mars um, and uh, and leverage protocols like uh, like Levana. And so you get um, the 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 upper bounds as to what functionality can be built by having all of this really living on one blockchain um, is far superior than uh, trying to do message passing through IBC, which requires um, mul- a, a, a massive amount of, um, of increased uh, uh, complexity of software development. And then, um, you know, the, 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 uh, the lit, the additional latency that uh, the multiple block cycles that are responsible for um, effective token transfers and uh, message transfers through IBC. Hmm. I see. And um, I'm st- I'm starting to blend in. By the way, community questions already uh, because there's a lot there's a lot of interest in this, um, which is a great sign for you guys. It seems like people are really starting to pay attention to what you guys are rolling out. Um, so kudos to you and your team. But um, why did you choose to build on Cosmos? Um, I know you guys have been around for some time, but uh, why was Cosmos your original focus? Because a lot of people, I mean, GMX is a good example, right? They um, they wanted to do perps. They wanted to do it fast <laughs> and in an efficient uh, sidechain, layer two, whatever. And they chose Arbitrum, right? Um, so why did you guys settle on, on Cosmos in the first place? Uh, it's uh, largely ideological. You know, the thing that attracted us uh, to Terra was uh, was being able to, uh, initially was being able to, uh, really was twofold. One was um, censorship resistant stable coins, which we see, you know, now is, um, you know, that, that thesis, uh, we're kind of seeing um, the lack of censorship resistant stable coins, um, you know, coming to, um, you know, uh, to, to, to bite us all, um, you know, proverbially, uh, in the butt, um, within the crypto ecosystem with some of the challenges of, uh, you know, the, the central banking system, uh, the global central banking system and the dependency that, uh, assets like USDC have on it. And it's worth noting that, um, Levana was designed because it's notional assets, meaning that when you collateralize a position for Atom, you're actually depositing Atom. When you collateralize a position for Bitcoin, you're depositing Bitcoin. And, you know, Kajira and Juno and um, all the other, uh, you know, and Osmo. And, and it's you, you actually can take on leveraged positions without any stablecoin um, risk or exposure. Um so that was one of the design decisions that uh, that we had, um, you know, post the crash of uh, of Terra. 
that we didn't want to be dependent on uh, the price of a stable coin or the assumption that a stable coin would stay uh, censorship resistant or stable. Um, and so what attracted us to, to Cosmos really was um, the, the, it's just, it's, it is the, if you just do a, 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 a thought experiment um, and imagine that we're just sitting here and it's, you know, it's like 2014 and, you know, I entered into the crypto space in 2016. Um, I, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, Augur and, uh, you know, and then MakerDAO and Uniswap were like the first uh, open finance, which later was, uh, you know, given the name uh, DeFi. Uh, those were the first things that, uh, you know, I was I was super excited to play with. And, you know, ETHLAND, um, which later became Aave uh, when nice. they pivoted and then, um, you know, and then Pull Together came out and, um, uh, you know, and uh, some of the, you know, the early giants uh, within the, you know, we had Compound and, and a few others. Um that were really exciting in the early days of, of Ethereum. And it became very clear. Like I remember trading on the uh, Oasis decks um, back in, I guess it must've been 2018, um, yeah. maybe it was, you know, uh, around there um, was, um, gosh, I can't believe that was five years ago. Uh, was, uh, Time flies, that, man, especially yeah. in crypto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Um and it's been a lot of fun, though, a lot of ups and downs. But it's, it's I, I don't, uh, you know, uh, you know, no, you know, all of it has been a learning experience. Um, and so the, um, you know, it became very apparent that uh, Ethereum needed a scaling solution um, when the uh, initial paper, uh, you know, when when uh, Vitalik wrote the, the paper for Plasma, um, I was, um, you know, and then Raiden came out as the first state channels um, for scaling uh, token transfers on Ethereum. And then OMG uh, kind of half came out and then never really launched. Um, and then we, you know, it's, 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 uh, it became clear that, um, that, uh, that the, the scaling solution of a one stop shop fits all was not the right approach. And, and I wrote this actually, I was a, a researcher at um, a hedge fund that focused on crypto at the time. Um, and I wrote actually a, a, a research paper uh, for our fund, um, which was called uh, Heterogeneous versus Homogeneous Scaling Solutions on Ethereum. And the, the main thesis uh, for that paper um, was that, you know, we have the trilemma and the trilemma has been uh, discussed, uh, at, you know, ad, uh, you know, um, ad nausea, like, and, you know, until we're, we were sick of discussing it. Um, and, uh, and the, the thing is, is that each application has its own sweet spot on the, the trilemma, you know, between, uh, decentralization, scalability, et cetera. And so the idea that there would be this, uh, Shasper, you know, which was the original scaling approach, um, of sharded Casper, um, for Ethereum that, we would have this one-stop shop. It really reminded me of like American online, you know, that American online said like, we'll just do everything. And if you want to be on the internet, you want a website, you know, you want media distribution, you kind of have to play by our rules and um, you know, we'll handle everything for you. Whereas, you know, back in the nineties, we saw that, uh, that uh, AOL's launch was really eaten up by Netscape and by the independent, um, uh, server that would be able to host its own Linux box and then be able to customize it for its needs. So when I saw the Cosmos uh, white paper, um, it reminded me a lot of the war between um, AOL and Netscape. 
um, or the independent uh, internet service provider. And so the idea that you can have a standardization where every website can really uh, talk to each other um, using these standards um, and can transfer information and pass information um, using, you know, standards, whether that's, you know, in, in again, to lean on the analogy of the early web, it was, uh, you know, cross-site JavaScript um, uh, message passing. Uh, that uh, really just reminded me of the, the success of the internet. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and then when I saw the, um, the first in implementations of, uh, of, um, of fraud proof systems uh, for scaling Ethereum, which now, you know, we see in, uh, um, in Optimism and Arbitrum and, you know, many of these others um, that were at the beginning of the layer two wars on Ethereum. And, you know, I, I worked for a company called Starkware for about two years. I led business development there. Um, and, you know, that's focused on a scaling solution, um, which is called Volition or, or Validity Proofs, uh, which are based around zero knowledge proofs. Uh, and seeing that we were just at such an early stage of scaling Ethereum and that there's going to be, uh, we weren't even close to kind of the, the level of max pain there where all of these different solutions are actually disincentivized to um, create uh, a general purpose uh, token passing and message passing amongst layer twos because they're all kind of it's it's critical for their business model that they become the Goliath in the room or the behemoth um, that eats away their competitors. So mm. just naturally from a business perspective, it makes sense that we're going to see a lot more um, siloed islands in terms of the layer two landscape within Ethereum, uh, whereas Cosmos has taken on a far more sensical um, approach, which is really, let's create a standard, let's allow for as many blockchains to be able to be spun up. Um, we have infinite scalability through a horizontal scaling approach. Uh, they each can cater to their own needs, um, their own security needs, whether it's mass security, um, proof of authority, uh, or, uh, you know, tendermint or the like, um, you know, delegated proof of stake mechanisms uh, for generating consensus. And these, um, and 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 they don't do it in a, um, a you know a vampire attack or a competitive manner. Rather, they do it as a cooperative manner, where every time that a new Cosmos chain or app chain is spun up, it actually increases the value of the Cosmos ecosystem. Whereas every time a layer two spins up on top of Ethereum, it creates a new competitor within the Ethereum ecosystem. So just looking at the the natural evolution of um, you know, let's call it late stage capitalism. Um, the uh, the, um, the the approach of Cosmos is just naturally going to be more successful than the scaling approach found within Ethereum. And, and that's from one perspective. Then from the other perspective of these like behemoths, like the EOSs of the world, which, you know, Solana kind of is a, is a, a spiritual successor to EOS um, <laughs> of where you have just these like you know, behemoth chains that just are going to do a bazillion transactions per second. Um, they really have to just sacrifice the uh, decentralized nature because it's just impossible for me from a Raspberry Pi to, to ever be able to, um, uh, to participate. Yeah, I'll never yeah. be able to participate in consensus. So at the end of the day, you're going to have the JP Morgans and the Facebooks of the world that are going to be the operators of these chains. They're going to have massive amount of, of shareholders. They're going to be... Um, you know, subject to the whim of 
um, of the, you know, whatever the flavor of the week in terms of regulatory environment is for, um, you know, the U.S. government and other governments. Um, and it's just not a viable solution. Uh, you know, in the long term. So really, I believe that um, we didn't come to Cosmos because we wanted to come to Cosmos. We came to Cosmos because there really wasn't another place to build that made any sense. Right on, man. I felt like you just gave us a, an epic tour uh, throughout the whole crypto industry since 2016 there. <laughs> It's just a pleasure to listen to, really. Um, and you mentioned Stockware, by the way. Isn't that what DYDX is built on and moving yes. away from? Yeah, yeah. So, so I was actually, uh, I was at the Starkware team um, when we closed that deal, and uh, when um, you know Starkware engineers built um, the the current version of DYDX in uh, the the language of Cairo, which is a, a, an amazing language, and Starkware is is probably the, the you know one of the the most impressive. Uh, companies in the space, uh, just in terms of the, the technical prowess and the professionalism of the team. And, you know, it's just, mm. it's an amazing technology. Um, and I would, you know, I'd love to see, um, the introduction of, uh, zero knowledge proofs, uh, within the, the cosmos ecosystem. But I, I think that there, there probably is time, um, until there's a level of robustness there to be able to incorporate that technology. Yeah. Yeah, and, and right now we don't really see the same sort of scaling issues as we see, for example, in the monolithic uh, setup as Ethereum, right? So uh, I guess you could argue perhaps uh, if it's going to be needed anytime soon. I, don't I know. think Would it will be. It, I, it will be when we want to have um, uh, gaming, uh, right. because gaming is orders of magnitude more yeah. throughput. Um, and computation uh, and uh, state transitions than anything that we do in uh, in, in you know in, in the finance world. You know, me playing uh, Minecraft with my kids, um, you know, requires more computational power than the entire crypto ecosystem does. And True. I can play that on you know I can play Roblox on on uh, you know a five year old uh, you know uh, Samsung phone. Um, so I think that it you know when And and one of the the cool things about Cosmos is that because um, you can really run your own consensus um, and you can have decentralized operators um, and uh, uh, you know de decentralized sequencing uh, and decentralized data storage, so that it actually lends itself very well to the the the, the technology that's that's being developed by you know whether it's Matter Labs or Aztec or or Starkware uh, mm. and Hermes and the likes. Um, mm. That uh, that that are, are are brought to market, uh, and, you know the the advantages and added functionality that's uh, that's created through zero knowledge proofs. But uh, I apologize, I'm I'm getting off on a tangent. It's just no I could geek out about this stuff all day. Well, and I think uh, I at least can listen to you all day as as well. But uh, yeah, to get us back on track, um, you talked about Nirvana um, and the Osmosis uh, integration and setup. Nirvana is also a modular platform. Uh, you haven't talked too much about that at least so uh, perhaps talk to us about that how modularity is built in and how it will allow you to go beyond really just uh, the integration with osmosis you could in theory i guess integrate with all kinds of uh, training platforms and dexes like kojira for example comes to mind i mean there's so many now by now by now in cosmos right so is that correct to correctly understood that you could essentially implement your perp solution to all these different DEXs throughout the Cosmos ecosystem. 
Yes. And I'll answer, I'll start by answering a question that you didn't ask, but I did see um, it came from one of the uh, uh, listeners um, was what's the vision of Lavana five years from now? The, the yeah. vision of Lavana five years from now is that there's an instance of Lavana that is uh, deployed on every single Cosmos chain. Uh, and then there will be a, a hub that will act as governance um, and uh, um, you know and fee collection. But really, the application layer of Lavana, in order to have the um, the to be uh, where the liquidity is for each of the tokens, you know the where is the the largest amount of. Uh, I have liquidity for uh, Kuji. It's on the Kajira chain. And, you know, just to, to, to mention them, I mean, um, you know, of teams that I, um, that I have just incredible utmost respect for, I think that there isn't a team in the Cosmos space that's like a, harding, a harder working team or ships faster or, you know, has uh, um, just has, has done, you know, more, the, the most, they're the most impressive. What Dove and, and, and some of the others uh, that are on the team there um, have accomplished over the last like six months in Cosmos is um, superhuman. So uh, I would, you know, I'm Agreed. super excited to be able to to work with them at some point in the future. Um, and just a quick quick uh, comment on that. Uh, let us know because we have Dove uh, on uh, regularly. Uh, we're quite uh, close to Kajira, and we actually have them on uh, tomorrow also to talk about the whole uh, USDC pack. So just let us know if you want to. Uh, get put in touch we talk to dove uh, quite frequently actually yeah i think that uh, usk is a, a very admirable um uh you know uh, uh attempted at creating a native uh, stable coin and and i think that, you know I'm, I'm very bullish um as to where uh, you know his, you know that their team is uh is, is headed in the future hmm. so it's um the you know this is a so we're a delphi labs incubated project um along with astroports and mars uh here at Lavana, and we are uh very excited to to take the hub and spoke model which uh, originally was uh published in uh you know or designed for the mars protocol project and uh the idea there is that um that you can actually deploy the application on the rails of hundreds of different blockchains. It's all accessible through one web interface. You know, when you're dropping down different um, to different markets. So actually what's happening in the back end is that you're actually talking to different contracts um, that are hosted natively on different chains, because those are the best places to get the liquidity for that asset. And those are the locations where you get the, the most benefit for the interoperability and more advanced features like building complex vaults with you know automated strategies and, and various things of that natural token. So uh, I imagine a world where there's a deployment of Lavana Perps on Juno, on Evmos, on Kronos, um, you know, on Psy Network, on on all on Kajira, on Kajira, on all these other uh, networks, and they kind of all plug back in um, to what eventually will be um, a dedicated chain uh, where you won't just be staking to the DAO, but you'll be participating in consensus uh, through a tendermint or a future permutation of tendermint. Beautiful, beautiful. This is just so exciting to listen to, man. I mean, it's almost like. Uh... IBC potential, right? Where you can sort of have perps uh, evolve uh, across the Cosmos ecosystem um, as long as you build on the Cosmos tech. It's really exciting, man. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, sort of features that you build in. Um, 
and there's a couple of questions from the community there. So one is, uh, can you set alarms? So I imagine like if a trade is hit or a certain price level is hit. And second, um, what is the mix, uh, minimum and maximum leverage uh, levels that you uh, allow for? At least this uh, focus on the osmosis integration that you're making. Yes. So um, we will have, uh, we will have, uh, we currently have in the beta, which you can access through beta.levana.exchange. Um, and we will have an incentivized beta testing uh, with um, testnet that will have, uh, that will have, um, you know, uh, trading competitions and and rewards uh, for the, uh, the trading competition on testnet. So you know, it'll be free to participate, and there will be real world prizes. Um, and so, definitely get familiar with the, the the product. And in its current version, like what we'll be launching with in 1.0, is going to have a number of triggers that we think are really critical. Uh, so one of those is a limit order, meaning my position should not be opened until the asset. Um, comes uh, to this certain price point. So I could say like on Adam, Adam is trading at, let's say around $12 right now. I might say, you know what, if it hits $11, open up a, a 20X or a 30X position. Hmm. Um, uh, and then uh, the the second uh, you know trigger that we have is, um, is the stop loss. Now that I've opened it at $11, if the market moves down to $10.50, automatically close my position. So it's it's better than just an alert, um, which you know you might sleep through. You might not have your hardware wallet available when the alert goes off. Um, you might not be on the same device that the alert was sent to. So actually being able to open the position with a stop loss, uh, you know, protects the trader significantly. And then the last is the take profits, which uh, we, we currently are using the terminology max gains. So you can set um, a max gain or a take profit. Um, so you could say um, if, you know, let's say, for example, if uh, Adam was to hit $15, so then close my leverage position. So the combination of these three uh, tools where I could say open my position when it hits 11, close it when it hits to, if it hits 1050 and then so I, I prevent loss and then lock in those those gains if I hit you know 15 bucks um, that's a great trifecta which um, really uh, enables even the novice trader to be able to trade with confidence uh, and then something else that we did is that we heavily incentivize creating a take profit and this goes back to that uh, conversation around insolvency where if I, um, if you put in a take profit at 15, so then we can calculate the exact amount of strain that you have on the system as a whole. And mm. obviously a take profit at 15 needs less capital locked up than if you had to take profit at 20. And so the system will automatically give you significant fee reductions if you open a position with a max gain or a take profit, um, uh, from, you know, from the, uh, onset of the position. Hmm. <laughs> this is just, some, I mean, this is something that has been missing, first of all, and this is something that I really, really want to try myself. And I know a lot of people in Cosmos wants to use this. So <laughs> this this is just super exciting, man. When when are you guys uh, planning to launch? Like, how, how does the roadmap look like in the short term, at least from here? So the smart contracts were finished uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, the front end uh, is fully functional, meaning all of the features and everything are, are built. Um, we have had um, a massive influx of beta testers 
um, that have just been using it. And we were looking at, you know, it's a, you know, the, there's always a problem when you have incentivized uh, test nets, you know, that people will just open up a hundred wallets or a thousand wallets yeah. uh, and they'll, and they'll just come and they'll just make, you know, they'll tap your faucet, they'll make one or two trades. But what we and so we decided not to launch initially with the incentivized test net and let people just naturally start trading it. Um, we actually hit over 3000 traders this past month that are just paper trading on the platform um, to the point where we actually had to, you know, add extra liquidity, testnet liquidity to it because people were, you know, uh, tapping out the amount of, uh, you know, of testnet funds. And then obviously because there's, there isn't uh, the, uh, the um, LP and, uh, um, real world incentives. So people are much more likely to just come and just paper trade, not to, you know, paper farm. Um, and so it's, uh, so we, uh, the product is, is, uh, completely built. Um, and we've just been using the feedback that we've get, been getting from these thousands of traders, um, to iterate on the user experience and the user interface to just make it cleaner, to make it more transparent, to make the, uh, you know, the info buttons, um, which explain each of the features better. We've been writing, uh, uh, you know, documentation. We've been working on the APIs for institutional traders. And I'll talk about that more in a few minutes, um, the importance of APIs for institutional traders. And uh, we have, um, uh, you know, we, we start, we're about, on the, we're on the second week of audit. We're working with an auditing firm called uh, uh, FIO right now. And then mm -hmm. we will be working with uh, other auditors, um, you know, uh, before launch. And we're targeting a launch date in roughly three months. So that's enough mm -hmm. time to finish the first audit, fix the bugs, uh, complete a second audit, fix the bugs, do uh, build out uh, everything for the airdrops um, and token rewards, um, and then, uh, you know, optimize uh, the user experience, optimize the mobile user experience, and then really be able to launch, um, you know, post-penetration testing, post-multiple audits, um, and, you know, post everything ready for uh, token farming uh, and, uh, you know, token, token emissions and airdrops. So we're targeting about three months, which I know sounds a little bit ridiculous because we finished building it two weeks ago, but you know, to be able to responsibly launch a product like this, um, it really does take like an extra quarter just a, of, of, of everything else once you actually finish the core product. Yeah, better be safe than sorry. Uh, exactly. Especially, especially these days. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. I, I, I know some of the Euler team and it's so heartbreaking. You know, yeah. you literally can put your blood, sweat and tears for two years into building a product and yeah. then just one update you know, per, you know, Watch offers you an out. exploit, and then that's it. You're yeah. done. Yeah. Yep. That's how it is in crypto. It's uh, very, it's merciless. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. You mentioned two things that, um, and I know you guys are busy, so I won't leave you uh, hanging for too long. But you mentioned two things that I really want to touch upon uh, real quick, and that was mobile. You mentioned and institutions. You can pick which one you want to talk about first. So I think mobile is uh, is critical because um, people. I mean, first of all, the majority of our computer human interaction or our inter internet interaction um, with the world today is from uh, a mobile wallet, and uh, you know, initially we will have um, where it will you know will be uh, integrated with the mobile wallet from Leap uh, and who are partners of ours and uh, you know Kepler Mobile. Um, 
and if anybody from the Kepler team is listening, you know, we'd love if, if we could get some support, uh, better, uh, de- you know, developer and beta testing support for mobile. Um, I know that's a pain point, not just for us, but for many projects that are trying to build mobile within the Cosmos space. Um, and uh, it is, uh, you know, we, we think that uh, mobile is underrepresented in uh, not just Cosmos, but in crypto as a whole. And that by uh, offering uh, leverage trading in your pocket, uh, then we open up uh, a whole nother um, aspect you know, where, you know, everybody has, I know I have on my lock screen, you know, price feeds of crypto. Uh, I'm sure many people listening to this uh, are just as, uh, you know, neurotic about following the price. I mean, it's so funny, you know, I haven't, uh, like, I haven't, (laughs) I'm not, I don't, uh, I'm much more of of just a a hodler um, with my core positions, uh, you know, in this market condition, Um, but I still will check the price 300 times a day. And then when I get an itch, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll make, uh, you know, I'll, I'll adjust my portfolio. So being able to do that from mobile is something that you find um, is a primary use case within the centralized exchanges of the industry, but is sorely lacking within the uh, decentralized space. So taking a mobile first approach and saying that we want this, um, you know, out of the box, it will just be mobile support. But then what we're uh, very interested in adding down the line is delegated accounts where you might be able to, uh, from your ledger, uh, from your desktop, uh, be able to make a deposit and open a position, you know, and maybe uh, fund your account, so to speak, you know, a few thousand dollars um, or even, you know, whatever the amount is that you'd want. Um, uh, but then from your mobile device, you would be able to delegate uh, the, the um, you know, the hot wallet that you had on your mobile um, to be able to do things like uh, adjust your collateral, open and close positions and, and things of that nature. So delegated accounts is something that's on the roadmap um, as a, you know, with a, with a specific focus, um, you know, for uh, being able to expand the features and functionality and accessibility of mobile. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing is to go back to a previous question. You know, the minimum leverage, I guess, is technically is is one x leverage. Um, it's it's almost nonsensical, but you know, technically, you could take a position with one x leverage, um, and then uh, we will be limiting it to thirty x leverage, uh, and then we will have uh, in the future we have planned for premium membership. Um, uh, uh, you know, premium membership cards, uh, which will, uh, you know, be ex- expressed uh, as NFTs. And, uh, and then they will enable things uh, like extended leverage on markets that have, um, you know, that, uh, that have ample enough liquidity where it's uh, deemed, um, you know, safe or responsible to be able to offer uh, longer than 30x uh, uh, positions or, or greater leverage positions than 30x. Beautiful, man. I feel like I can just sit here and listen uh, all night, but do you want to touch upon institutions also yes. briefly? Or? Sure, sure. So let's look at, let's actually break down the number and uh, user base of uh, GMX. You know, GMX um, did, I'm going to actually pull the numbers up, but uh, just uh, offhand, I think GMX did about, um, you know, well over $200 million. Um, hold on, I can't I can't chew gum and, and walk at the same time. So <laughs> let me unlock my, my laptop here. No worries, man. Uh, Live as a crypto uh, entrepreneur, always on the move. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> uh, it is, um, 
Okay, so we've got here, if I open up a token terminal, which is a great resource for monitoring uh, the, the, uh, the revenue uh, that's generated from platforms. Um, so GMX has a 30-day uh, fees of 17.25 million, which were revenue to, um, to the, the, the DAO. Um, was about 15, uh, a little over, or sorry, a little over 5 million. Um, you know, so it was about 12 million paid out to liquidity pools and then uh, 5 million captured by the protocol itself. And that annualized, those fees are uh, roughly uh, $210 million today. So yeah. if you were, you know, so that's, that's, that just goes to show um, how, uh, how strong of a, a, a use case there is for product market fit around a GMX style uh, product. And what's really interesting about this is GMX has about 3,000 users. That's it. That's the user base. Just like, <laughs> let's pause there. Just like $200 million of fees generated by, you know, I see here um, 2,000 880 they didn't even have 3,000 users uh you know on average uh in the past 30 days retail uh, but, go home but, <laughs> so so that's what we're seeing is is that um that how is it you know because and and i came from a trading firm you know a, a hedge fund and i saw the fees that that uh our hedge fund was paying on a per month basis and you know if you were um certain months you know, a hedge fund can pay, you know, fifty, a hundred thousand dollars, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in fees just from the various trading. Uh, there's no retail that's going to uh, come close to those numbers. So having uh, and so now, how does um, how do institutions trade? They don't go to a website. They don't trade manually clicking buttons. They build software, which is like a quasi prime brokerage software, um, where they have one in-house internal user interface and then that connects to you know five ten fifteen different exchanges both within the centralized and decentralized space and then they have their various strategies um, which deploy capital and rebalance positions amongst all of those uh, exchanges now um, it's critical uh, if you want access to that capital that you have to build uh, robust apis comprehensive documentation, uh, SDKs, sample code, um, and the like to, to make sure that the barrier to entry for institutions to coming and trading on your platform is as low as possible. So that is a major focus. Um, so Levana Perps will come to market with comprehensive documentation, uh, APIs, um, uh, that that uh, that touch on all of the different functionality, um, you know, various uh, um, indexing capabilities, so that uh, institutions are able to pull in all of the feeds that they need to to monitor liquidity, monitor uh, funding rate changes, uh, uh, artificial slippage, uh, uh, and the like, um, and then comprehensive sample code in TypeScript and Python, so that developers uh, that work for hedge funds um, are comfortable and it's, you know, within a weekend. Our goal is that, you know, when you hear about Levana um, as a, as a, um, uh, as a, um, a, a software developer for a, uh, for a hedge fund that within an afternoon between our sample code, you know, and, uh, um, and uh, chat GPT, you should be up and running with your own trading bot on the platform. Uh, and, and, and that's, that's really the goal. And that's, that's, that's something that, 
um, it, it almost shocks me uh, uh, that more platforms don't make as a major focus. And you really can see that um, in the crypto ecosystem as to those who uh, who understand how to attract um, institutions uh, mm. are literally performing a thousand times better than the, the platforms that, that don't. I mean, if you manage to bring institutions to Cosmos, we will be inter- eternally grateful for, for all your hard work. I think uh, that will be such a massive uh, thing for Cosmos. Uh, I'm sure there are some institutions dabbing into Cosmos, but it's not on a big scale. So, um, yeah. So Exciting, actually, man. from from that perspective, uh, you know, another one of the barriers that prevents institutional involvement is um, is the lack of hedging within Cosmos. Mm-hmm. You know, there's plenty of institutions that want to pick up, you know, this, uh, you know, 23 percent risk free rates for um, uh, for uh, staking Adam to validators. Um, but they don't want to necessarily be exposed to the price fluctuation. So imagine a case where you have a ledger, or you have a multisig. Um, and you deposit, you know, $10 million into staking on Atom, and then you come to Levana and you deposit half a million dollars and you do a 20x leverage short. So now you are, um, you're market neutral because, you know, half a million times 20 is 10 million. Um, so that's your short exposure. Uh, and then your long exposure is just in liquid staking tokens um, or just directly uh, staking to validators or running your own validator. You're market neutral, so you fit within your fund mandate, um, while at the same time, you are, you know, you're picking up that, that risk-free rate, and then you're, uh, you're monitoring your position um, with the relatively low fee that you're paying to Levana Protocol. Um, so that means that by that Levana protocol doesn't just impact, um, you know, osmosis, but it opens up a door that institutions can come and create hedged positions, which is critical for so many different uh, um, trading mandates uh, that they will now be able to work within the, their commitments to their own general partners and, uh, and limited partners. Um, to be able to access this market, which they've been eyeing for the past year, but haven't, you know, fr- been haven't been able to to access. Um, right. And then the next generation off of that is that if you've got all these institutions that come in um, and are creating these short positions for hedging on Levana, so then that actually causes a positive funding rate, meaning that that they are subsidizing the long positions. Because as I mentioned before, you know, the way one of the ways that you balance markets between long and shorts with uh, Levana Perps is that if there are more short uh, positions, then the fees or a percentage of the fees that the shorts are paying actually goes into the pockets of those that are taking long positions. So if Levana is successful at um, attracting large hedging operations, uh, which we see today on Binance and, you know, other platforms, uh, you know, people are dabbling in, um, then um, then we actually generate a positive funding rate. So there could be a future where uh, DGENs are getting paid via funding rate to take on long positions. So you might actually see a future, <laughs> you know, six, nine months down the line where you come to Levana and Levana says to you, um, hey, would you like to get paid 5% APR to go 10x long, you know, Kuji or, or, you know, whichever, you know, your, your, your favorite uh, token uh, within Cosmos is. And that's, mm. a, that, that's something that, um, 
that's only possible kind of like with the right vision and right roadmap. And that's, that's exactly where our mindset is. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. I think, uh, unfortunately, our time is up and uh, I know you're a busy man, but uh, is there anything you want to leave the community today with that uh, we haven't talked about already? Um, you know, that's, uh, I think we talked about a lot of things, you know, I'm happy to, uh, you know, to come back on, I'm happy to talk about, um, also the, the focus on education and on gamification, you know, we're, we are, um, you know, we're big, uh, you know, geeks and we're, we're NFT bulls, um, just in the, in the core Levana community. Um, and so, you know, we're, you know, we've also, uh, explored exciting ways to be able to integrate that, uh, within the perps ecosystem, um, and then, you know, just, uh, just keeping, um, you know, be, yeah, keeping people posted on, on our progress, how the audits go, how the penetration testing goes, uh, when the, um, you know, when the incentivized testnet and training competitions come to market, um, and just, uh, keeping you guys posted, uh, also on the, you know, we're, we're, we're planning right now on launching with a lock drop. So we, uh, our goal is to attract, uh, at, at, you know, so somewhere in the range of uh, a $10 million worth of Atom. So let's, let's say about 700,000 uh, Atom tokens. Um, mm. and, uh, and so in order to incentivize that, um, we'll be taking, uh, you know, a, a, a huge chunk of uh, farming rewards um, and people will be able to lock uh, their Atom, you know, anywhere from one month uh, up until 12 months, um, into LP positions and then receive, um, a, you know, a huge chunk of Levana tokens because of that. And then in addition to that, uh, there will be airdrops to numerous, uh, communities. Um, and, uh, you know, so, so there's, there's a lot of fun stuff coming from Levana, uh, that's going to be rolled out, uh, over the next couple months, even prior to launch. Fantastic. And anyone who wants to check out your testnet or try to dab into what you have already, where should they go? So the, the testnet is beta.levana.exchange. And if you want to follow us, um, we, we currently, uh, we have a, um, we have a, uh, a telegram group. Uh, we have a Twitter, uh, we've got a blog on medium. Um, uh, we had a discord group, but it was primarily focused around GameFi and NFTs. So we sunset that at the end of last year, we'll be launching a trading focused, uh, discord group um, over, uh, over the next couple months. And, uh, so be on alert for when that, uh, that discord launches. Uh, and then, um, we, uh, you know, I'd, I'd say best is to follow us on Twitter and, uh, to, um, to, to actually try out, uh, the beta. We just released two tutorials. One tutorial was how to make your first, uh, leverage trade. The second was how to become a liquidity provider. Uh, you know, we need more liquidity providers just because of all the attention that we're getting to the testnet trading. Uh, we actually ran out of liquidity and just had to manually add it, but it'd be much nicer to, um, for the, the users that are testing on the beta to participate on both ends, you know, to become liquidity providers, uh, and, uh, to paper trade at the same time. So we have tutorials out there right now for both, uh, both use cases. Awesome, man. And we encourage every, we encourage everyone here at the club to go and check that out. I think uh, Nirvana holds the potential to really unlock a lot of things for the Cosmos ecosystem. So uh, well done. You guys are on your way. Thank you so much for joining today. And uh, yeah, look forward to speaking soon, to speak with you soon. And, uh, and uh, hopefully uh, follow your continuous progress and see 
in three months when you when you go live on osmosis awesome thank you so much for having us i really appreciate the time thanks man ciao bye